Here we go, college football payoff podcast week 10? Yeah. Oh, no, 11. Week 11. Damn. And episode 30. Wow, big 3-0. We've sat here 30 times. We are already at week 10, or week 11. Week 11. Week, week 11. 11, yes. I want to say 10 so badly. I don't know why, because the NFL is at week 10, that's yeah. why. All right, I'm Dan. That's Big Country. We are back with more picks, and last week... You kept, I mean, you kept your winning ways somewhat. You went two and two, right? Yeah, two and two. I mean, I guess if if we're looking at Jews, I lost a little bit, but hey, I'm on to the next week. Still twenty two and ten on the year. Yeah, yeah. twenty two and ten. Tell your friends. That's huge, and that's what keep that's what's keeping the podcast going because I went zero and three. Oh, you went zero and three. I went zero and three. Buckeyes. I thought that was a sure lock. Yeah, and they're going to be part of my plays this week because of what I saw. Uh, Cincinnati is proving more and more that they really do not deserve to be top four, no matter how many people want to bitch and complain about them being undefeated. Uh, they uh, almost lost to Tulsa. So did Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but Ohio State ended up yeah. winning by more. That They weren't down to the – Listen, listen Tulsa was not down to the two-yard line and fumbled the ball. Right. With but a they chance st- to win they the still game. had to make the two to tie it. Anyways, still. I still want Cincinnati to make it. So I would like for them to make it, but Oklahoma it's not going to happen. Lose. We need we need Oklahoma to lose and Oregon to lose, and since he can make it, because if Oklahoma goes undefeated, they're jumping them for sure. Yeah. So if if Oregon has two losses and Oklahoma has one loss, I'll take the the um, undefeated Cincy over the Oklahoma team. If Alabama loses again and Cincinnati they, stays undefeated, is dude, Cincinnati better than a two loss Alabama? Probably not. I actually right now, who knows, but. Since his defense is great, yeah. Since his offense is, man, my I, my Desmond Ritter ticket I'm, for Heisman, I'm close to throwing out. So yeah, that's rough. All right, but all right. So we got more games this week. I got three. I believe you have three as well. Yes. All right. Let's just get right into it then. I'm gonna start off because this is fresh in my mind. It's Ohio State Purdue. This is at Ohio State, and the spread is 20-and-a-half, and I'm going with Purdue plus 20-and-a-half. Reason being, what I saw from both teams last week, well, Ohio State throughout the year, they have been they've been a solid offense, but their defense is so suspect. You don't know what you're going to get. And then after I watched the Ohio State game last week, I turned on Purdue-Michigan State. Purdue has a wide receiver, David Bell, who is going to give the Buckeyes problems. He had like 200-something yards against Michigan State, and I can see him being a big-time problem against the Buckeyes. They cannot stop a pass. They do not get enough pressure on the quarterback. It's like they play a zone the entire game, or they're playing 10 yards off the ball. And with this guy, if you give him 10 yards off the ball, they throw a little bubble screen, he's going to be gone. I can see the Buckeyes putting up a lot of points, but I can also see them giving up a lot of points. And three touchdowns, I'd like for them to win by three touchdowns. I don't know if it's going to happen. I actually have a bad feeling that Purdue's going to win this game. So whenever you have that feeling and you know that their defense is just not as good as what they were, um, and Purdue has a dynamic wide receiver who's going to be able to torch this team, I think this is free money. It's Purdue plus 20 and a half. 
That's it. I hate to say it, but I don't think Ohio State deserves the top four spot right now. So Cincinnati does? No, Cincinnati does not. <laughs> okay, did not say that. I said I thought I indirectly don't think, you might have said it. If it, if Ohio State and strong, then yeah, they they if they deserve out, to stay if, in that top four. If they four. went out and won the Big Ten championship, because now you have the... you have Purdue this week. Yeah, and this is also a look ahead spot for the Buckeyes because they have Michigan State. And then yeah. they have Michigan. Yeah. So I, I mean, Purdue Purdue winning last week is probably making them focus on Purdue. So I'm, I hope it is, but their defense all year has been so bad at stopping the passing game, and that receiver for Purdue. Bell, that, oh my God! In that yeah. game last week, I was watching that and sat there instantly thought he's going to torch us. Yeah. So Purdue um, plus twenty and a half. Yeah, I mean I. It seems like that's the way to go. I mean, 20 and a half. They've knocked off two top three teams this year. Um, man, but this line being 20 and a half actually scares me that Ohio State's going to blow them out. Like, I don't know why this line would be 20 and a half. When there's a big spread for Ohio State, though. Yeah, like last week. They It's not. 15, yeah, they but, do not cover well. Yeah, it's I mean, just. Man, if this, if this spread was 12 and a half. Or thirteen and a half would be all over Purdue. <laughs> so the last the last four weeks, Purdue has covered by more than. Let's see what was the the last four weeks. Three of those games they were double digit underdogs and they covered all three of those games. Mm-hmm. Ohio State, I believe, is on the other side of it. I don't have that up in front of me, but that's the big thing. Is I think Purdue's just and they. No, going from experience with Ohio State Purdue games, it's always close and it's always a scary situation. Yeah. So I'm nervous about it. I hope Ohio State does cover, but I don't think they will. And I think that I honestly think it's going to be that receiver, David Bell. So. Okay. Go ahead. What do you got? All right. I got another Big Ten game. Okay. Uh, I think I've probably given out this angle a couple times this year. I gave it out last week. We're riding with it again. We're going to go with Iowa Unders. Uh, so they're playing Minnesota this week, hosting them at home at one of the toughest places to play in the Big Ten. Um, this is a tale of two teams with great defenses and below-average offenses. And below-average is probably the nicest way I can say it. Um, I like Tanner Morgan a lot, um, but, man, he isn't the guy that we saw, what was it, two seasons ago, the pre-COVID season. Yeah, man, he mm-hmm. was an all-star then. He's just not showing it to me this year. His offense is only gaining 361 yards per game, and more than half of that is coming on the ground. Uh, you're not going to be able to run the ball against this Iowa defense, who's allowing less than 100 yards per game. Uh, we saw what happens when Iowa takes away a run-heavy team's only option or most reliable option. They're forced to throw. I don't necessarily trust Tanner Morgan to be able to put, throw I mean consistently throughout this whole game I um but on the other side you can't trust Iowa's offense at all I mean Petrus has just not been able to get the offense going since that Maryland game where they had like plus six or seven on the turnover margin um Iowa games this totals at 37 we're gonna go under here um I definitely can't take the Iowa minus five and a half and I can't trust Minnesota on the other side uh, this under 37 has hit for Iowa in its last three games, and it hit for Minnesota. It would have hit for Minnesota in their last game against Illinois, 
which they dropped last week against a pretty weak uh, Brett Billima team at home also. So I will only be in able to put up 17 points against Northwestern last week also showed me that man they they're not going to be able to fix this defense this offense before before the end of the year uh the only thing that worries me about this really low total is the turnover potential um in a lot of cases turnovers help an over when a, a team can get the ball back and score real quick um but I can't trust any of these offenses to actually put up touchdowns so I think we have a really heavy defensive game. Um, additionally, I you know when I, I would call this a you call two pass like two offenses that pass a, a shootout. This should be like a field goal off or field goal out, <laughs> whatever the hell I'm showdown. But man, I think this is just going to be field goal after field goal after field goal. I think we might see a ten three halftime. Mm-hmm. And then, especially after how Minnesota played last week with their fourteen points, man, I just don't. Man, they they were on such a great roll. They beat Purdue, beat Nebraska, beat Maryland, beat Northwestern, and then actually smacked the shit out of Northwestern. Then to drop a game to Illinois like that, who just doesn't have a a, a great roster this year, is really disappointing. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go with under 37 for this Minnesota Iowa game. Yeah, I like that. I like it. All right, well, we're going to stay in the Big Ten then. Uh, I'm looking at the Michigan-Penn State game. Michigan is a a one-and-a-half-point favorite at Penn State, and the over-under is 48-and-a-half. So before we started recording, I told you Michigan minus one-and-a-half was going to be my play there because I I don't see Michigan winning because I think Penn State is kind of gone. I don't think they're they're in it right now. Their offense is nothing special to me and Michigan's defense is really good. You mentioned something about how you don't think you don't like Michigan's offense. Yeah, we were talking before the show and I'm just that McNamara plus the two quarterback system just doesn't get it done for me. So the more I think about this and I'm looking at the over under, I'm I'm going to go with the under 48 and a half in this one. So I'm a, I'm going to have like a uh, Okay, so wait, uh, you're playing two sides, or not two sides, but two angles on this game? I think so. Okay. I think. Let me talk myself through it, and I'll give you what <laughs> <Okay>. I'm playing. <laughs> because the whole reason I want Michigan minus one and a half was because Michigan's defense is so good against Penn State's offense, and Penn State's offense is not they, – they don't look like they're clicking – Sean Clifford has his moments, but I think Michigan's defense is just that good. But then on the other side of the ball, it's going to be a stalemate because Penn State's defense, Michigan's offense, they're both kind of head-to-head equals. Um, and then you look at some trends, and it's like in the last seven meetings, the favorite 6-1 and one against the spread, one and a half points is not a lot. I don't think Michigan loses. I think Michigan wins out until they get to Ohio State because they're playing really good football. Mm-hmm. The under, I want to play that because, like we said, Michigan's defense has given up 16 points a game. Penn State's defense is giving up 16.7 points a game. And I don't like Penn State's offense. You don't like Michigan's offense. I, I hate Michigan's offense. So I go straight to the turnovers, and Michigan has three turnovers on the year. Penn State has two on the year. So they're not really turning the ball over. I think I'm. We're gonna go with the under forty-eight and a half. Okay. Um, Michigan, Penn State, under forty-eight and a half in this one. Man, I, 
I, I like it. I mean, I, I'm kind of leaning Penn State in this game. So if Penn State if wins leaning, the game, what's the score going to be? Do you think it's a shootout or do you think it's low no, scoring? No, it's definitely not a shootout because I, I don't know if Michigan – my problem is I, I think – I don't know if if Michigan gets down. I don't know if they can pass their way back into the game. Mm-mm. So No, expect, they can't. No. So I would say that I would probably go under. Running game 48? is going to be – It's yep. probably like a 24-20 game yep. to be honest. What's 31-17? 31-17 is 48. Is that the total? 48 and a half. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna, we're doing under. the under. All right. Yeah. Michigan, Penn State, we're going under 48 and a half. See, that's how you talk yourself through a yeah. pick. We start. I started at Michigan, minus one and a half. <laughs> Tune in next week to see if it was worth it. <laughs> we talked about it. I started looking, Yeah. and now I switched it. So okay. under 48 and a half in Michigan, Penn State. Perfect. All right, man. I am going to go to an ACC game finally. Man, I've been on Big Ten games for the last couple of weeks. Let's go to an ACC game. Um, we'll re- return to the Big Ten from the last pick this week. But uh, anyways, we're going to go with, right off the bat, just Notre Dame minus 5.5. Uh, they're traveling to Virginia this week. They're playing a Virginia offense that is very high production, but they're playing a Virginia defense that is very ju- just has holes all over the field. Um, this Virginia defense gives up 219 yards rushing per game. Um, Notre Dame's outsized over the Virginia line about like 15 to 20 pounds per player across the line. Um, plus, they have a running back that I think will be a Heisman candidate next year in Kyron Williams. He's already got 802 yards and nine touchdowns this season. I like Virginia's quarterback, Brennan Armstrong, but he's not going to be able to have a run game that complements his uh pass game this week i think they're going to hold him to or i think they're going to force him to throw the ball probably 75 percent of the time i i just don't see man i this is just simply guys this is just a fate of the virginia defense Mm -hmm. i i trust jack Cohn. i I honestly trust whoever's in the uh at the quarterback for notre dame even if he gets hurt um they are only averaging 133 rushing yards per game but I honestly think this is just a big a big uh, opportunity for Kyron Williams to pop off. Notre Dame's defense is going to be able to handle this. Brian Kelly's a great coach. Their defense is coached very well. And if we look at Virginia's schedule, they haven't played a good defense all year. This is by far the best defense they're going to play. I mean, when you look at their schedule, they've played uh, William & Mary, who's that? Illinois, yeah. terrible defense. North Carolina, non-existent defense wake forest lets teams run and throw all over them even though they have only lost one game miami louisville duke and georgia tech all acc schools i the only good defense in the acc is um well pitt's okay but clemson's defense is by far leagues above any other team in the acc and virginia doesn't have to play them they gave up 66 points to byu over halloween weekend i just think notre dame controls this game the whole way night game I know it's um, at Virginia, but I don't think any type of hostile environment is going to affect Notre Dame um, emotionally. So let's let's ride Jack Cohn and let's ride Kyron Williams to have a great game. I think they'll definitely be able to cover this five and a half. It's it it's not going to be a field goal game. Mm-hmm. So if you can get anything under that six and a half, get a touchdown. I definitely think Notre Dame wins by that margin. Yeah. So let's go Notre Dame. 
Beauty. All right. I'm going to get out of the Big Ten as well. And this is going to be... Uh, this is going to be a fun one. New Mexico State at Alabama. It's Alabama's yearly you know, throwaway game right in the middle of conference play to make sure everyone knows that Alabama can still score points. They're favored 51.5 points against New Mexico State. And I'm taking the points with New Mexico State. Alabama, I watched them last week against LSU, and... Everyone said, you know, Ed Ogeron out. They were saying, you know, is this the game that he gets them to rally up to beat a team? And they actually had a chance to beat Alabama in that game. Uh, I think what they lose by six. Or they had a chance to score a touchdown. Whatever it was, Alabama did not look like Alabama. And that's a couple games this year that Alabama has not looked like Alabama. And... I think giving 51.5 points to any team is absurd. So this is just simply going, seeing that high of a number and saying, how can you stay away? 51.5 points to start off the game. Alabama's offense, pretty damn good, but they've been sputtering as of late, and their their defense is what's going to keep them into it. Now, what I see happening is Alabama still wins, obviously. They still put up a lot of points, but Saban is not going to have his guys playing the entire game. You could see them getting up by 35 points or something going into the fourth quarter, third quarter, and he's sitting those guys because he doesn't want anything bad to happen, especially with the playoff coming, the SEC championship game coming, and you know the rest of their regular season schedule. Uh, I think they have who? Arkansas and Auburn. So he doesn't want anything bad to happen here. But it's their their last games. They, you know, they scored 20 points against LSU, 52 against Tennessee. So right there, if they score 52 against this team, they got to pitch a shutout. 49 against Mississippi State, obviously lost with 38 points to A&M. 42 to Mississippi, and then in the game where they did score more than 60 points, I don't even know who USM is. Southern Miss. They played Southern Miss. It was a... I don't even know what the spread was in that. But they won 63-14. to 14. So they scored 63 points. They still gave up 14 points. Yeah. They're not pitching shutouts. They're still giving up points. 51.5 is too much. I see a big number, and I just want to roll with it, so... New Mexico State plus 51 and a half. It's going to be ballsy. It's going to be hairy. But I think it'll be fun. Yeah, I mean, honestly, bro, at this point, I don't think I don't think Alabama should be a 50-point favorite over anybody. Mm-mm. So, yeah, I, I get your I get your feeling behind that. All right. For my final game, we are going Again, on the fade train, which we have been very heavily this year, on Northwestern. Um, we're going to take Wisconsin minus 24.5 this week. And two teams trending in different ways. Is I like I liked this angle, and that's what I'm going to go with. Wisconsin has finally start, found a way to get their offense to start producing they scored 30, 27, and 52 points in the last three games against Big Ten opponents. 
and they're on top of that they're only allowing 54.7 yards rushing per game now the best team player on this northwestern team is evan hall their star running back he has almost 800 yards this year in five touchdowns man he he's not going to do anything this game wisconsin is the best defense in the country against the run by far they're only allowing 15 points a game now this is a northwestern team that i've already won my under six and a half win total bet on Mm -hmm. they are starting a new quarterback over the last couple weeks last week he threw um three picks his name is andrew marty he's not been able to revitalize any type of production on this uh offensive side of the ball for northwestern and additionally northwestern has given up 413 yards per game compared to Wisconsin's 213 total yards per game. That's an insane stat. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Graham Mertz is finally showing why they picked him over Jack Cohn, which is encouraging. Yes, they started 1-3. and three. Yes, they were a tough team to bet on earlier this year with a lot of disappointment. But I think the tide's turned. I think it's time to back Wisconsin. Man, they've beat a great Purdue team, beat a great Iowa team, and smashed Rutgers last week. I think they're riding high right now. They want to finish the season well under Paul Christ. Man, I I have to go with Graham Mertz in Wisconsin here. Mm-hmm. I mean, their their defense is just I I I can't find the right words for it, but they're just completely dominant. They're going to shut down the run. They're going to force uh, Marty to throw, and they're going to win the turnover battle. And the reason they've been uh, winning by such high margins lately is because of winning that turnover battle. Three games ago, uh, when they were playing, uh, let's pull it up here. Three games ago. They were playing Purdue. They forced five turnovers. Two games ago, and they're playing Iowa. They forced three turnovers. Last week against Rutgers, they forced four turnovers. I expect this trend to continue, especially with a struggling quarterback at Northwestern. This line is high, but I'm going to take the Wisconsin minus twenty-four and a half. Yeah, shop around if you can get a twenty-four. That's a lot safer, but twenty-four and a half, I'll still take. Screw it. Yep, love it. All right. Do you have anything else, or is that your? No, I only got three this week. Just right. trying to quick get money line quality pick. picks to win. Quick money line pick: Rutgers at Indiana. Rutgers is a plus two forty five money line underdog. I'm taking Rutgers to beat Indiana in this game. Indiana's having a horrible season, two and seven. Indiana has beaten Rutgers in their last five meetings here, but looking back. Throughout this season, I think Rutgers has a different identity. They're feeling better about themselves. Indiana is just there. It's tough to watch them. You know, they don't have Penix Jr. Obviously, Jack Tuttle, their backup, he's questionable. Lower body, their running backs questionable. I think this is a perfect spot for Rutgers to finally get one, and not much needs to be said there. Four and five going against two and seven. Indiana's not that good. Take Rutgers plus two forty-five. All right. You got anything else to add? Um, no, man. Let's just have a good week. I'm trying to go three and zero. I need a good week out of you. And let's. Uh, man, it, it sucks. Last week I went two and two on the pod, but I had 24 plays on Saturday and went. Yeah, I was telling you, my card was pretty damn good, except for my three. Yeah. So. Uh, so all right, man. To let's recap, just... real quick: Purdue plus twenty and a half, Michigan under forty-eight and a half, and then New Mexico State plus fifty-one and a half. We got Iowa, Minnesota under 37, Notre Dame minus 5.5, and, and Wisconsin minus 24.5. There it is. Let's go. All right. Be sure to like, subscribe, 
follow, share, comment, all that good stuff. Uh, where do, grow. Where we, do they find us? At CFP underscore pod. Yep. And on that's on Twitter. Find me at Big Country Bets on Twitter. Find dposk13 so it's d-e-o-s-k-1-3 that's on twitter he's revealing his real identity there it is and you can get us wherever you get your uh anywhere you can stream podcasts youtube itunes spotify all that good stuff awesome like we said like subscribe follow share it with your friends we this is the 30th episode thank you for the support guys we uh i think it said we just hit over 750 downloads so we're growing but podcast is rolling along nicely and who knows maybe this is the week you get a six and oh card i'm feeling good about it me too good all right man you you have nothing else right i'm good all right that's big country i am dan we will see you next week